Welcome to episode 53, an interview with Anna, an internal medicine PA and an NHSC scholar. Welcome to the Pre-PA Club podcast. If you want to learn how to become a physician assistant, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Savannah Perry. Let's get to it. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. This is Savannah. I am the host of the Pre-PA Club podcast. Um, If we've never met before, I'm a dermatology PA, and I also run a website called the PA Platform, which helps pre-PA students and PA students. Um, It's a blog, a lot of info out there, so check that out if you haven't before. Um, And thanks for listening. So we do weekly episodes every Friday. That's my day off. And um, I'm love do this. Love, I'm loving doing this. Oh man, I've only been doing it for a year, and I still stumble. No, it's fine. But again, thank you for listening. For real, um, if you haven't already subscribed to the show on iTunes, you can, and that just means that each episode will be downloaded to your device and be ready to go every single Friday. Um, we haven't missed one in a while, so hopefully this year I'll be able to stay on top of it as well. And I have a lot of interviews coming up for you guys, some that I've already recorded, some that we need to record, but um, luckily there's a lot of PAs out there willing to share their experience. So I'm excited about that. Um, this episode is sponsored by My PA Resource, and My PA Resource is a personal statement editing service. I actually edit for them. Um, So if you need help with just figuring out if you're on track with your statement, um, we edit for content, which is the most important thing, grammar, flow, all of those things. Um, Check them out, myparesource.com, and you can use the code PREPAClub for a discount there as well. So make sure you look into that, and let's get into this interview. So um, I met Anna on Instagram, where I meet a lot of PAs, and... I loved her account because her pictures are beautiful, and you'll hear me tell her that, but for real, she takes these awesome food pictures that make me actually want to eat healthy, and she just is all about being healthy, and I love it, so I aspire to be more like her, but we talk about that in our interview, but Anna's awesome. She's an internal medicine PA in Arizona, and she is part of the NHSC Scholar Program, which we'll talk about, but that's a scholarship program where you agree to serve a rural area for a certain amount of time in exchange for some of your loans being paid off. So really cool experience. Um, Definitely something to look into because I know paying for PA school is always a concern. Anna and I actually recorded this podcast one time a long time ago, a few months ago. And thank you technology. It did not record completely. I got like For some reason, you can only hear me and not her responses, which is the most important part. So that was awful, and I am so, so grateful that she was willing to take the time to come back on because she has such great information to share. Let's jump into it, and I hope you guys enjoy. Have a good Friday. Okay. Um, So yeah, just give us an introduction, and... We can start from there, even though we did this one time. Yeah, perfect. It's all good. You know, round two. Yes, do it again. (laughs) Yeah, so anyways, um, uh, I'm Anna. I'm a current physician assistant in internal medicine. I did my undergrad at Utah State University in nutrition science with a minor in chemistry. 
And then I went on to PA school in Florida at University of Florida. Go Gators. No. <laughs> uh, I'm UGA. So I'm wearing a UGA shirt right now. I mean, come on. But um, and then from there, I, um, I'm now working in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm like I said, in internal medicine. And that's where I am now. I'll be two years here in October. So I'm fine. Yeah, I, I just hit my four year mark. And I'm like, I can't believe I've been doing this for four years. That's I know it goes control. so fast. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, so you've been a little all over the place. Um, which is unique, but what initially kind of got you on this PA path? How did all that start? Yeah, so it started in undergrad. I was kind of all over the place. I was undeclared for a while, actually. I had no idea what I wanted to do. And then it was actually a physiology class that I took, and I just completely fell in love with how the human body works. And I knew I wanted to do medicine at that point. And then like, just figuring out if I wanted to do like MD or like RN. I actually didn't even know what a PA was at that point. And my dad was talking to me one day and he actually introduced me to the idea of what a PA was. And I was like, wow, that sounds too good to be true. That sounds like an amazing career. I get to help people. Um, my, I have two years of education. It's like getting a master's degree um, and I still get to be in medicine. So. I would really thought about that for a little bit and I was in between PA and MD for a really long time and I really sat back and looked at what my priorities were and PA was the route that I wanted to take at that point. So I, 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 ever since then I haven't looked back and I knew when I graduated on like the day of school like I 100% made the right decision and I don't want to be anywhere else but here so I absolutely have loved it so far. <laughs> So you're kind of on that pre-health medicine track a little bit. Yeah. Um, at, when you made that decision, okay, like PAs for me, this is what I want to do. What steps did you take to kind of get to that goal? Yeah, so I, the biggest thing for me, I sat down and I said, what are my priorities? And for me, my priority was, you know, having time for family. And I just wanted to make sure that that was going to be a possibility in my future. And so I knew that being a physician assistant, that would be more flexible with, you know, finding balance in my life and family time. And then I also really liked the fact that um, PAs can switch into different specialties because I get bored of some things <laughs> quickly. So I love the idea that, you know, if there was something I was interested in or I wanted more of a challenge, I could switch into a different specialty and have um, that different, you know, uh, experience. And then like I said, I was in between PA and MD for a while, so I actually I shadowed a bunch of both. I did PAs, doctors, and all different specialties, and I talked to them, and I also talked to all my mentors, you know, people that have, you know, been leading me down this path and on these decisions, and I ultimately decided that uh, PA was for me after, you know, really putting myself in their shoes and I just talked to a lot of people. <laughs> I did a lot of talking. Um, I did a pros and cons sheet, and you know, I ultimately decided that it was it was PA the route I wanted to go, and I'm so happy I did it that way. Yeah, I kind of did the same thing. I mean, went back and forth, talked to so many people, researched everything, and just I mean, I think if, I think if you're deciding what you want to do for the rest of your life, you should probably put that much work into it. <laughs> Yes, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, so when it came time to apply, what did your application process look like? How many schools did you apply to? Did you get in your first time? 
um, how, what made your application stand out compared to, let's say, somebody else to get you that acceptance? Yeah, so I applied, I want to say, to seven or eight schools, and I was all over the country. I didn't really have an area I wanted to stay in, and then I applied for some, like, star-reaching schools that <laughs> I may not, probably wouldn't have gotten into, and then also some that were more realistic. So I was kind of all over the board in regards to location and also, um, you know, ranking of schools, and then I interviewed at two schools, and I got into one, and <laughs> so that's where I ended up. And it worked out great. And it's so funny because when I went to UF for the interview, I I didn't I thought this was the last place I would ever go. It was the last place I like applied. I was like, oh, it'll be warm weather there, it'll be nice. And, you know, I fell in love with the program right after the interview and I got a call a week later and accepted. So meant uh, to be. I yeah, I meant to be. It worked out, it worked out great. And then that was my first round of applications. So I was very fortunate to get in first round yeah did you go straight from undergrad or did you take a break yes I went straight from undergrad I had a month break I want to say and then I uh, started PA school which that has its own uh, pros and cons in itself you know so it was really nice I felt like I was in the study mode and it was easy for me to like pick up and like start studying again because I never really stopped um but I do sometimes wish I had a little bit more experience going into PA school because there were people coming in with or five years of patient care experience that were so knowledgeable and I you know kind of really envied that I think that's great to have that gap year or a couple years just to get that experience and have that time to really focus on you know learning the basics of medicine yeah I went straight into you yeah. um, and I don't regret it but <laughs> no, yeah it was it was good for me um yeah. Once you got to PA school, how was that for you? Was there anything that was surprising or what was the most difficult thing you found during that whole process? Uh, yeah, I mean, I knew it was going to be hard. I did not realize how much I was going to have to study. It was like a complete 180 from undergrad. You know, in undergrad, I like studied the night before and like did fine on a test. And then PA school, it was, it was a job, you know, you went to school and then you studied for a couple hours after school every single day. And if you didn't, then you would get behind and you wouldn't be able to grasp all the information. So I think like the, um, the load or the amount of things that you needed to study and learn, uh, of course, were a little overwhelming. And everyone says like, what's the saying, like drinking out or fire hydrant. Like, it's so true. Like you think like, oh, that's so cliche, but it really is so true. And like nothing describes it better than that. And then another thing that was difficult for me is I am like a huge perfectionist <laughs> and like with my grades and with everything. And so like the first like great, like poor grade I got, that was like, it like broke me. It like broke my soul. I was so upset about it. And, you know, I just had to realize that it's going to be okay. These are hard classes and, you know, I'm still going to learn from the experience and um, just like moving on from there and being okay, not having that like perfect 4.0 or, you know, passing grade, it's going to be okay. And, you know, we just have to learn from it and move on. So that was difficult for me to kind of um, accept that, uh, you know, it's okay not to be perfect. Yeah, it's very humbling. I, I got a C on my first anatomy test and then... Yeah. That first semester, I failed my first pharmacology test, barely, but still, um, it's it's definitely humbling to have to go in and remediate and figure out what you're doing wrong, and then... Definitely, and yeah. it's, 
it's a learning process, you know, mm-hmm. and in life we're going to have failures and we're going to have to learn how to deal, deal with them. So yeah. uh, it was eye opening and difficult, but you know, we made it through it and it was like the hardest two years of my life, but it was also the funnest. Like we yeah. had so much fun as a class. We did so many trips and activities and like I had a blast. It was the hardest, best, but best two years of my life, I'd say. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And it goes by so, so quickly. Yeah. Like you look back and you're like, oh, it feels like I just started and now I'm taking boards. Yeah. And now we're practicing. Um, so now you work in Arizona in internal medicine. Um, and tell me a little bit about how you went about finding a job, what you were looking for, and then um, you can also talk about the scholarship program. Yeah, definitely. So I got the National Health Service Course Scholarship, uh, which was amazing, amazing blessing. So what that means is um, it's a government organization and they help students pay for their tuition and loans. And in repayment of that, you are committed to serve two years for you know the PAs, um, two years in an underserved area after you graduate. And so my search, I just wanted to come back west. So I looked in California, Utah, Arizona, Colorado were kind of my areas of search. And National Health Service Court are super helpful in finding a job after you graduate. They actually hook you up with a a mentor to help you find jobs. And then they have like a whole interactive map on their website of what kind of clinics meet uh, a certain criteria or index score that you can apply to. So a lot of people feel like when they get or they hear the national about the NHSC and they think that they're just going to end up or they're going to be put in some area, but you really do get to decide where you want to go after PA school. And so I had like two interviews in California. I like interviewed in San Jose. I was interviewed up in like Portland, Oregon. I was down here in Phoenix, Arizona. So I had lots of opportunities and actually it was i was still competitive i was still getting a competitive pay i could still negotiate benefits um and the one that i really enjoyed and that i wanted to like the company that i found that i really liked um ended up being in arizona and so that's kind of how i ended up here so you so just to clarify some things so you did the one where you get paid in school or they pay for your schooling while you're in school is that correct but then there's another option for them to pay you after like I guess reimburse you essentially is that correct exactly so there is two different um areas of repayment there's either the scholarship uh which is you apply for it before you start PA school and then they pay for all your tuition plus you get a monthly stipend which is really great to pay for books and you know rent and all that and then there's also the loan repayment is what you, you know, like what you said, you get the loan repayment on the back end. So after you graduate from PA school and you're working in an underserved area that the clinic qualifies for, you can apply for the loan repayment. So, and then that you just get the money on the back end. So they do have two different programs. I think the scholarship, I want to say, so you have to be accepted into a PA school. And I want to say the applications open around March and close about May. And then you don't find out until October um, if you've gotten it or not around then. I know both of these programs are very competitive. Um, mm-hmm. Is one more competitive than the other, like, to get? I, I don't know. I don't know, like, 100%. I would say the scholarship is probably a little bit more competitive just because um, you do – I think there's a little bit more um, incentive involved because with the stipend and everything, I want to say they have, like, 200 – scholarships nationwide 
and then thousands of people apply. So they get maybe like one a school, if even. Uh, so I would I would say probably the scholarship is a little bit more competitive. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure about the loaner payment, how difficult it is to get that. Um, I think it's pretty simple once you're in it, underserved area that qualifies. I think that most people get the loaner payment if they apply for it. Okay, so got it. And but you and you still get paid, so they're giving you payment for tuition and in your case a stipend while you're in school, and then as a PA you're still getting a PA salary. I think yes. that's something people don't understand. Yeah, yeah, people, yeah, people. I get a lot of questions about that, and you still get a PA salary, and it's still a competitive salary. So I was still making just as much as another PA coming out of school working in primary care as a new grad. I would say my was comparable to that so you're not getting a pay cut you're still getting paid and then plus you had gotten either the scholarship or the loan payment okay got it um and you didn't have any trouble finding a job i think that's a really i mean it's a cool option especially if you want to work and you can do primary care psych or women's health is that correct and peds and peds okay awesome um and i mean those are all great places to start um Going from PA school to working, how was that transition? I mean, did you feel prepared? Did you not feel prepared? Yeah, it was. It was a. It was a good but difficult transition. I, you know, you still even after you've graduated, you think you're all done studying, but like that's not the case whatsoever. You know, that's medicine, and so I think that you know, going into um, into working as a PA. You study just as much almost as when you're in PA school, at least for the first couple of years. And that can be mentally like exhausting because you go and you see patients all day, from, like eight to five, and then you actually have to go home on top of that and like study up on cases that you didn't know or had questions on. So it's definitely still like a learning curve, especially my first couple of years. I'm finally like starting to get it a yeah. little bit. And like I am asking less questions to my supervising doc. Like I literally was asking him questions nonstop. But it was so nice because he had such like an open door policy. The very first day I started, he was like, "If you have any questions, no matter how small, how silly, how dumb you think they are, please come ask." So that was so nice to have such an open communication with him, and he's been so helpful in like helping me and answering all my questions. And so it's been getting better. And you know, now I'm two years in. Le definitely less questions. I do bring difficult cases to him still to this day. Uh, but, you know, it's still a learning curve and you're still studying and you're still learning outside of, um, you know, school. And I think that um, a big thing for me, too, was just being confident, you know, and being we had these this experience. We had this schooling. We, you know, we worked our butts off for two years. We have the information. It's up in our head. We just need to be confident and like relaying that and, you know, knowing that we are prepared. And I did feel, I did feel very prepared going into it and felt that I had all the tools and like my tool quick toolkit that I needed to succeed on the job. It was just bringing that confidence with it. Yeah, I agree. And I think being confident and like you said, still knowing when to ask questions, but yeah. being confident, I mean, that helps your patients to trust you, your your supervising physician, your coworkers to trust you. But again, as a PA, I think it's important. Sometimes I'll go to my supervising physician with questions that I've asked her 10 times, or I just, I feel like I know the answer, but I just need her to confirm it again, you know, just to make sure, I mean, I don't know, sometimes you just need that reassurance of like, am I doing this right? Is this, am I on the right track here? And then it feels good when she says yes. 
Um, but I have a very supportive supervising position too. And I feel like for me, I feel like for PAs that are like getting out of school or starting to look for jobs, that's so important is having like a good supervising position. So I would highly like, I don't, it's hard to say, I guess it's hard to say like before you start like a job exactly how it's going to be. But like, I would say that's a priority when choosing a job. You're going to have a supportive um, supervising doctor, especially for your first job out of PA school. I completely agree. That That's like, I mean, you have to decide what's important, like salary, location, all that stuff. But like having a good relationship with the supervising physician should definitely be be yeah. up there. Yeah. Um, for sure. Um, so you have a background in nutrition, which I've told you this before, but your pictures on Instagram of food, like, make me want to eat healthy, um, and they look awesome. Like, I don't know, like, the salad you make looks so good, and the ones I make look and don't taste that good, so um, it's very inspiring, but how does your background in nutrition play a role in your job with patients and as a PA? Yeah, so I, yeah, I absolutely love nutrition. Not only did I study it in undergrad, but like I practice it every day. And um, how it, how I bring it into my job, I mean, I'm in internal medicine. So I see your bread and butter, diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, obesity. I would say at least like 40, like 50 to 75% of the people I see are obese. And, you know, this can all be prevented and cured and treated with nutrition. So, uh, I love counseling my patients, and I feel like a lot of the time it's just a lack of education for the most part. So um, I love counseling them about nutrition, uh, fitness, exercise, um, but then not only nutrition, but also like mental health too, because I realized for myself that's just as important as the nutrition and what you're eating. You know, how are you, how are you sleeping? How, are, how is your mood? Are you stressed? Are you anxious? Uh, so I definitely bring that into my practice every single day, if not to every single patient. Um, I almost, I almost mention it all the time, you know, when I'm seeing patients and then also where I work, we have dietitians there, which is so awesome. So they can actually come and consult on patients. So, you know, if I'm running behind or if I don't have time to spend all this, you know, time counseling them, I can have the dietitian come in, um, and speak with them. And we also have psychologists as well. So it's like a very like integrative team approach. And so I'm able to use my nutrition background every single day to counsel patients, which I absolutely love. I have so much fun doing that and just educating them because, you know, I think that a lot, I think a lot of diseases can be prevented with, uh, you know, nutrition as the foundation. And I feel like sometimes that gets lost and we just want to give them like the medication but I really think that um, nutrition should be the foundation of any chronic illness is um, working on that first. No, I love that um, for sure. Um, I saw that you, I like follow you on Instagram. So obviously I see all your stuff, um, including your beautiful Italy picture from a couple days ago, which uh, made me so jealous. I went to Italy last year, but we didn't go to that part. But I was like, oh, I want to go back. Um, but... I saw that you went to AAPA, the conference, in May. How was that? Oh, my gosh. It was a blast. I had so much fun. Um, there was a whole, um, like, PA meetup for all the PAs, like, on social media. And it was so fun to meet everyone in person. And everyone was so friendly and so cool. And I feel like people are so real on their Instagram. So, like, I wasn't surprised by anyone. I felt like everyone was cool 
Everyone was friendly. Um, I got so much good advice from a lot of people. I was able to give advice to a lot of people that are in PA school uh, and just make a lot of connections. I, I love like the social aspect of it and being able to make those connections and, um, you know, hopefully last a lifetime. And it's so cool to have like that support in our community here. Um, I don't know. It just like makes my heart warm to like see like, connections and like everyone supporting everyone. And uh, I just love it. I love the community. I love like the social media, um, you know, networking that we have. Um, and then so like that was cool. So I love that part of the conference. Um, that was probably a highlight of mine was to meet everyone and network. Um, but then I also love, you know, going to the lectures. They were very informative. Um, they had a great guest lecture. <laughs> and yeah, it was it was a great experience. I love AAPA conferences. This is like the third one I've been to, and I'm oh, I, I like to try to go to them every year just because I like, you know, a lot of the stuff. It's just review, but it's good to review. It's good to um, you know make sure you're up to date on like the newest information for a lot of like the bread and butter of medicine that I see every day. Um, but then it's also I think important to network and to to make those connections when you go to these things because. Yeah, I mean, you never know who you're going to meet. Um, and I, I don't know. It was a great experience overall. I really enjoyed it. Well, I'm hoping I can be with you all this May in Colorado. We'll see. But I think I would like fangirl if I met everybody. I would just be like, oh, um, I like, I, <laughs> I was doing that. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know you, but I don't. Um, but it will be fun. Um, so, yeah, hopefully I can make it out there. Um but yeah, any other, I guess, advice to anyone listening that um, is maybe interested? I think from your perspective, anyone who's interested in becoming a PA and wants to maybe pursue the scholarship route or work more in like rural health, what would your thoughts be to them? Yeah, so I, I mean, kind of like I was saying earlier, I mean, I would really take a step back and look at what your priorities are, you know, and what do you want out of life? Like, what's important to you? What are your passions? Like, what are you passionate about? Are you passionate about medicine and helping others? Um, and if, you know, PA fits into those priorities and those passions and like what your purpose is, um, then I say go for it. You know, I, um, I have no regrets looking back. I'm so happy I did it. Um, and then I feel like for those that are interested in maybe working like underserved or rural, um, that's amazing. And you could definitely go, um, I would recommend like shadowing people in those areas if you're interested in that. And, uh, you know, if you do want to apply for the NHSC, uh, go for it as well. I mean, it's a great opportunity. It's a great organization. I feel like I've been helped so much like throughout undergrad with other, um, you know, I've just been helped so much in my life and I've had so many amazing mentors helped me along the way that I love the, the opportunity to be able to give back to others and to be able to do this service um, for those that are less fortunate. And so uh, if you do have that passion for like the underserved, uh, I say get out there and do it because we need more people. We need more people on the front line uh, working in underserved and with rural communities. And I really feel like that's, you know, the foundation of our healthcare going forward is, you know, raising these people up and you know, trying to bring healthcare to everyone, you know, essentially. So, uh, yeah. And if people have questions, they can, um, they can come talk to me about Yeah, Tell us where to find you. I'll, um, I'll link to everything in the description, but yeah, where can we, where can we find you and all your pretty food pics? <laughs> so you can find me. My Instagram handle is at prescribing dot health. Uh, and yeah, so you can jump on over there. My email's up there, um, and everything on my Instagram. So, Feel free to DM me, email me, reach out, comment, any questions, uh, anything you guys have, any 
you know, want any advice with, I am here to help. I love like helping like PA students and pre-PAs. Uh, I just think that's such a <clears throat> exciting like time in your lives. And I love, I love seeing the change and the growth that people make during those times. So do not hesitate to contact me for anything. I'd love to help. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. All right, guys, there you have it. So that was Anna from on Instagram at prescribing.health. So I'll link to that on my Instagram and in the description as well so that you can find Anna if you want to ask her any questions or follow along with her. Um, and again, sorry for all the baby noises. Um, baby Sam is doing great, and she likes to be part of podcasts when she refuses to nap. She's such a good baby, though, so I can't complain. Anyway, hope everyone has a great Friday, great weekend, and we'll see you back here next week. Um, and if you haven't already, join the Pre-PA Club Facebook group. There's so much great conversation going on in there right now. Um, and if you want to be kind of the first to find out about stuff, that's where you need to be. So we'll see you there and see you back here next Friday. Thanks, guys.